What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most Importantly, Happy Podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. Coming at you with another episode today, and we have some really fun questions, so you are in for a treat. Uh, you know, We're going to be covering how to get a toned core while building muscle, some great options for food on the road as well as eating out, and some of our biggest fitness regrets. So this is going to be a lot of fun. You're in for a treat today. Uh, we also have some incredible quotes. We're both like super fired up about our quotes. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Real quick before we start, you know, if you could just, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, if you just take two seconds, search up our podcast like you did to find this episode, you'll see like the star rating there. If you can go ahead and drop a five star review if you appreciate what we do, it really means the world. And we're so close to a thousand reviews on Spotify. Literally, if just like a couple of you, you know, take a little bit of time, take those two seconds to do it, we will get over a thousand. And me and Kyle will be so pumped because that is a goal of ours. And we do love uh, reaching our goal. So if you haven't done that and you could do us that small favor, Really would mean the world. We don't ask for much, but this is me just ask for a little bit of help. So if you could just search it up, drop that review on iTunes and or Spotify, it really helps us grow. We've been growing a lot, so we're just really appreciative of all of you, especially those of you that take a few seconds to help us out. But now let's kind of jump into the episode, help you out, get you fired up. This is Motivation Monday after all. So I'm going to start with some fire with a quote that I love. Like I read it out loud and I was thinking, how have we not heard of this before? Like this, this might easily become one of my favorite quotes. And this is something I'm, I'm definitely going to use and keep in my memory bank because I want to say it to other people, especially when people are having a hard time or doubting themselves because I think it's really easy all the time. Uh, A great example, I was out golfing. Um, My buddy, I was like, okay, I'm going to just hit this over on the green, but I got to get over this big pond, right? Like, do you think I'll be okay doing this? Um, And I was using like my wedge and he's like, no, there's not a chance, buddy. You're not getting it over that. And like my biggest thing, I love when people doubt me. Like it just, it lights a fire in me and I'm like, okay, let's see, right? I'm like, let's put some money on it then. And he's like, okay, you got to get over and in the green 10 box. I'm like, done. And of course I nailed it. You know, it's just something nice about just believing in it. And this quote is such a great thing, especially if you have self-doubt if you're you wouldn't see yourself as a confident person this is a killer quote anyways i'll stop preluding i'll tell you what it is so it's if you're going to doubt something doubt your limits dude that that's fire let that sink in you know like that's even like i always like to tell people look at where you are today maybe you're not exactly where you want to be maybe you have big aspirations but you know, even me and Kyle, like all the time, I'll be like, man, six years ago or seven years ago, probably whatever it was, we were like awkwardly sitting in an extra room of the university, filming a voiceover for a YouTube video, like not knowing what was going on, you know, like doing in programs that weren't relevant to what we wanted to do. Now, you know, we have one of the biggest fitness podcasts. We have an incredible coaching business where we're able to help thousands of individuals achieve their dream physiques. Like, you know, it's, you got to be appreciative of where you are. Maybe you've graduated school, maybe even looking back high school, there was a moment where it's like the hardest thing ever. You had an assignment, you never thought you'd do it couldn't happen or getting your first job or whatever it is like you know you'd be really proud I think most people of where you are now so you know in a lot of us too achieve things we never thought we could have like I love seeing that and I love watching interviews of really successful people there's this one car YouTuber, the Stradman, and he was giving an interview kind of about his passion for cars. And he was saying how never in his life could have even conceived having this one car he had. Like it just wasn't even something he believed, right? And I find, you know, the best thing you can do is don't put limits on your success, right? Instead, doubt your limits. Say, how can I put crazy high goals? You know, even when you look at some interesting and charismatic people, like even like the Conor McGregor's of the world, definitely a little bit much. But at the end of the day, like, you know, from the get go, they said, hey, I'm going to do this biggest thing. I'm going to be the champ. 
champion or any per- amazing athlete that always said, I wanted to be the best, you know, like, and giving yourself that belief, like even I made a vision board for my laptop wallpaper because I realized like as much as I love the stock uh, Mac backgrounds, like I want to look at the things I want to do and achieve and that inspire me. And, you know, I just Googled, you know, our vision board's effective and it says, yes, they're incredibly effective because by constantly seeing it, it becomes common to your mind. And it helps you look for opportunities that may have otherwise not been there. And when you're doing big thinking, when you're aspiring for big dreams, it just makes you hungrier for more, right? So if you're going to doubt something, doubt your limits. Dude, I, I might just need to end this here and go hit the gym again right after we just hit a leg workout. I'm, I'm honestly really fired up from that. And, uh, you know, that's going to bring me into my super uh, serious quote here, which is uh, my money don't jiggle, jiggle, it folds. <laughs> and just a lot of people have probably heard this is going around. It's like I've said that a million different times now just because like I heard it on obviously TikTok uh, and then, you know, goes. So on what does that even mean? I, I, can't I think say it's I mainly it. to probably about I thought about it. And I think it's dollar bills. So money, when it jiggles, jiggles, it's in your pocket. It's a little bit of change. Right. Whereas like when it's like dollar bills, it folds. And I would have guessed that I've just heard it a million times. And I just thought that was funny. I, I love memes. Like, you know, we always talk about happiness and watching like fun little videos and i think there's just something about like sending memes to buddies here and there just you know it's is it the most productive thing in the world but someone sends us something i'm like man that is that's hilarious like you just get that laugh and then you keep going right life is you know short to not to enjoy those things but the meme said why are you so quiet what's on your mind and then in the person saying it said that but my serious <laughs> quote came from my fitness pal which is funny they, they seem to change the uh you know how it structured and everything it keeps giving me ads to buy these uh, road bikes or sorry um, mountain bikes because I was searching for it for so long but it just had it at the top and it just said uh, every step is a step forward and I thought that was so cool because like it was it was obviously motivational I was about to log my food in there and it just got me thinking that just like I think a lot of times in people's fitness journey they feel like they need to be taking like massive steps forward. But even if you just think of like when you're walking, even just one step is still a step in the right direction. So whether that's, you know, I guess you could use logging your food as a, an example here, especially because it was on my fitness pal, whether it's get hitting a cardio session, whether it's, uh, you know, just getting a workout. And even if the workout wasn't, you know, a game changing one where you're hitting personal records or whatever, like, you know, every step is a step forward. And uh, yeah, I just thought that was great for this uh, amazing, beautiful Monday. And I wanted to share that with you guys today. Yeah. And even though I was listening to a podcast and, you know, this individual lost a ton of weight and, you know, they're saying, you know, how do you do it? And he said, one of his biggest tips was removing that all or nothing attitude. And that's exactly it. Like, Baby steps are sometimes the biggest solution. Like I just find it's really easy to overwhelm ourselves, to to take on too much, to be too ambitious. You know, we've mentioned before people that go from not working out to only eating clean and going six times a week. Like sometimes you got to be real with yourself there, right? And just do those initial steps to get things going. And, you know, as we transition to the thoughts here, you know, Monday I was away all weekend. I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm fired up to get back in my routine. And I just spent some time journaling. And while I was journaling, for whatever reason, I really focused on the concept of cornerstone habits. I believe that's a term right cornerstone uh keystone keystone so keystone habits i've been calling them cornerstone that works for me (laughs) um but anyways these keystone habits are the keys that kind of connect a lot of the dots right and i find it's really easy to get away from these things and a great example is very often um i get a message you know from a client saying hey coach unfortunately i caught covid it's been happening to a lot of people a lot of people get it right 
Usually when you get that, you got to quarantine, which means you're not going to the gym um, and you're going to feel like a little bit weaker, right? And it's really hard sometimes to get back in that gym, get back to that heavy weight. But what I remind everyone is we just go back to the same things. What are those keystone habits? You know, tracking your food and putting it into your spreadsheet, you know, checking in with your coach, going to the gym, doing those workouts. And same thing, you don't need to throw yourself into those heaviest weights. You can just get in there and start doing lighter weights, you know, rebuild that kind of, uh, you know, just getting used to using those weights again. And for me, I have that weekend I had a you know kind of a deload week and I thought you know what other habits keystone habits have I been missing out on so you know I've got out of the habit of making my bed first thing in every every single morning so I'm like you know what easy fix next easy fix for me um, people that weigh in more have been shown to lose more weight and regulate a healthier weight because same thing as I was mentioning with that visualization visualization board uh, when you see that every day subconsciously you're gonna self-correct right like you see it pop up a few days you're going oh you know and someone offers you an extra slice of cake you're like oh I'm fine thank you right like it's kind of a nice natural skill and it's a great talent you know and something i recommend for everyone and i know weight can be triggering I really train my uh, clients in my community to um, try and detach themselves from it and look at it as a metric, right? Some days it's really heavy for no reason. As a matter of fact, I killed it yesterday and my weight like popped up a, a pound and a half and it's like, what the heck, you know? But at the same time, I'm like, I don't care because I do it every day and I look at the average. Or if you're doing it on my fitness pal, you know, by popping it in there, right thing, first thing I do is I weigh in, I throw it into my phone. This is the only time I look at my phone, but I'll, I'll throw it in there quick. You can see a little bit of a line of how things are trending and you can make sure you're moving in that right direction, right? Right? And there's some days too, and you're like, oh, I'm going to step on this and it's going to be a little heavy. You know, I had a lot of food later, or maybe you overate a little bit. That's fine. You know, by facing that, you'll be like, okay, today I'm going to pull that around. But these little habits go so far, right? It's just, it seems like a small thing and it's easy to stop doing that. You know, and then the next one is making the bed by saying that first thing of the day, it's saying, okay. I'm going to get things done. I'm resetting my space. When I go to bed, I'm going to go to bed more relaxed and a better mindset because I'm not going to think, oh, I got to make my bed or my covers are going to be on all weird and I'm going to be super uncomfortable, right? So little things like that, you know, more and more. Uh, other great examples are logging. Other great things are setting up your gym clothes the day before to make sure you get to the gym, putting your workout time in your calendar, scheduling times to be active with friends. You know, all of these little keystone habits really do go a long way. Another one for me is grabbing my water bottle first thing in the morning, taking a big swig of water you know just making sure I'm nice and hydrated and that gets me going and ready for the day having a healthy breakfast so it's gonna be different for everyone uh, I guess one last example another thing I really had my mind on is always doing that walk you know no matter what getting out there doing that walk unless it's like pouring rain I'm not punishing myself for no reason but you know even if it's a little bit of a spit like it I know it makes my dog happy it makes me happy and it's also good to have that higher mind of what do I do that maybe in the moment it's a little bit painful. You know, when you wake up, it's like, oh, I want to go on a walk. I just want to sit down and have a coffee. But every time I've gone on a walk, I feel so much better. I feel energized. I feel ready to go. I feel ready to battle out and do my tasks, my journaling, my reading, all these great things. But you can see, it sounds like I've mentioned a thousand things, but these are things I do in the first 45 minutes of waking up. And you can see how far ahead I can get in that day, how I can be in this great mindset, how I can be primed and ready to go. And like, you know, by kind of approaching it and thinking about it this way, you're giving yourself that unfair advantage, right? You're giving yourself that boost. And you know, when you start strong, it's a lot easier to finish strong. You know, if you have a morning like that, I feel like everyone here is going to be charged up. You're going to want to keep doing things. Whereas if you're like, eh, 
You know, you wake up, the alarm's on, let me hit snooze, let me hit snooze, let me hit snooze, let me hit snooze. Oh, shoot, I got to go to the gym, I got to go to work, whatever it may be. Let me just get something quick on the way, I'll stop at McDonald's. You eat something that doesn't feel good, oh, you don't feel good, you decide, ah, I'm not going to go to the gym today. And then you, you feel all lethargic and tired because your sleep schedule is messed up. So you throw on the Netflix when you get home, you get really into a show, you watch seven hours of that show, you can't fall asleep at your normal time because you slept in, then the next day's affected. Like, you can see the difference, right? So just a few thoughts for everyone. I know I went on a little bit of a ramble, but definitely something to consider. Yeah, it was funny because actually for the first time in a while, I was going to skip my walk. Um, it, it was supposed to rain and, you know, I already predetermined. I was like, I'm not going to do it. And then it wasn't or it wasn't raining. I had a million things that I wanted to do. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down. I'm going to get right to work and uh, not do it. But then I just got to a point where I was like stuck. I was like, ah, I don't know what to do for this next podcast. And sometimes like what I'm trying to get is like, when you think you may not be like being productive by doing something like let's say going to the gym, right? Like you have a million things on the go and you're like, oh, this isn't productive for me. You're going for a walk, for example. I'm like, there's a million things I want to do right now. But um, I literally just went down the street and I said, okay, I'm going to think about it while I'm just on this walk. I'm going to think about what, you know, and then I see a bicycle right there. I see a bicycle like in front of someone's house and I'm like, oh my gosh, cardio options, right? So that alone, I was like, man, I went from not knowing, you know, what I was like wanting to do and, you know, my brain was all over the place. I had a million things. And by just simply taking those 15 minutes just to kind of, you know, walk around the block. My dog was obviously happy, but you know, like Josh and I were even talking about the power of sometimes doing like nothing can actually be like super, super powerful, right? Like even though obviously a walk is, you know, great and you are doing a lot of things. I just think sometimes people can get so stuck into like, if you have a conversation with someone, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy, you know, this, 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 and they're doing a million things. But a lot of times it's not even like anything crazy productive. Like, you know, me getting out there is actually more productive because I got out instead of just sitting there, you know, doing nothing. And, uh, I thought that was powerful, right? The power of the walk. Um, and then one other thing that I was going to say is um, there was a quote that I that really hit me, I think, recently as well, is you're always one decision away from a totally different life. And I've said this on the podcast before, um, but yeah, Josh and I have been talking about this uh, recently. And what sparked it originally was I just attended like a one-day conference from Ed Milet, who I, I really like in his podcast. And his um, book is, um, I think it's The Power of One More. And he talks a lot about the pot, like I just got the book, it's, I still have to read it that he just wrote, but like a lot of it is just like, just one more, just one more decision, like, you know, one more positive action and how amazing that can be for your life. But even like, we've been talking also about how it can negatively affect, right? So we have, you know, even just let's say, you know, people like, for example, let's, let's say Callum Van, Von Mager, which is a uh, bodybuilder online, he decided to, you know, just kind of go a different route and, uh, you know, had made like one, just one decision that completely changed his life. Now he's on life support and he was someone who I looked up to a ton and he decided to go, you know, just do a couple different things that obviously isn't good for your body, drug related, stuff like that. And there's just like one decision like that you make can literally change entirely how, like by us deciding to make this podcast, by me saying yes to Josh, you know, back in the day when I was doing nothing and I was just so lost or whatever and then like fitness wise I wanted to do something and he said hey you want to film by me saying yes there and not saying no and being uncomfortable that's completely changed my life so just think about it I think a lot of times we don't realize like just how one small thing we do by saying yes to someone when we didn't want to and then you know you end up doing something just completely horrible like it can add up and you know we hear so many different stories these days of people doing these negative things that just leave to them lead them just like regretting it and just not being in the best 
disposition and then you hear a million different things of people who just have changed their lives positively from saying yes to something or or saying no to something or whatever the case is so I thought that quote was very powerful and it really inspired me yeah you got to really you know be real with yourself and you know what you can handle and you know me and Kyle are having some good talks um you know like sometimes too like one bad decision can change everything right like you know you never know what can happen or you know something like that just the same as one good decision can change everything right and you know it's just definitely something to to stay very mindful of and you know that can stack and really you know go the right way or it can go the wrong way and there can definitely be some consequences toward that so it it is a good thing and you know i've been talking a lot too about just having that higher mind and that thinking you know sometimes too you you don't have you got to do for yourself not what you want to do but what you need to do like you know even someone was saying to me recently like I don't know how you go to the gym like I don't like I don't like it that much or I'm, I don't always have a ton of energy and I'm like I don't have a ton of energy a ton of times like even today I told Kyle I said some days squats feel super great and easy today was not one of those days like it just felt heavy today like I couldn't even tell you why but dang did it ever feel heavy you know like I wasn't even doing anything special it was like 385 I think or 390 uh three by eight like it really it wasn't anything nuts but you know it's just about getting that done and I was even saying hello to my friend yesterday, right? And I was saying, oh, you know, I had a busy weekend. Like I had that bachelor party. You know, I'm feeling pretty dead, but you know, I'm still in here. And she's like, look at your shirt, buddy. And I'm like, oh, well said. So like I wore my discipline over motivation shirt. I've talked about it before, but I just thought that was a, a fun little add-on, which was pretty cool. But, um, you know, uh, that's about it here. Um, we're going to jump into the client shout out. Um, anything else you think? No, no. That's, no, that's a, some that's straight it, fire. Yeah. yeah. We'll save some for next week. Yeah. So that's how you got to keep tuning in. You never know what you're coming for. That's that's what's fun about the Monday. The Monday, we keep it less. We keep it like uh, less structured. It's more flexible because we want to kind of go over, you know, our thoughts, some pop culture, what's on our mind, what's happening in the world type of things and try and make it relatable to help everyone. Then Thursday, we like to kind of do a deep dive on one topic. Obviously, you know, if you listen to last week too, that was a, a killer episode on how to grow glutes and that goes for males or females. So maybe you're a dude, you skip that. You're like, eh. It's not my biggest ambition in life. Like glutes are a really powerful, strong muscle and they really, really, really will lead to a, you know, effective physique and something that I was told that has always stuck with me and I full heartedly agree with is the your body wants to be symmetrical, right? It really wants to grow symmetrically. So especially if you're a guy and you want to have huge arms and a chest, uh, the body's not going to want to do that as much if you got some little glutes and little legs. And a lot of the time too, the reason for that is you're just not going to have the strength, right? Like if you think of um, in general thrusting, it sounds funny, but it's a very powerful motion and you know kind of function of the physique, even sprinting explosiveness, a lot of that does stem from the glute. So if you haven't checked out that episode, make sure to check that out because that's going to help everyone else out and that can be applied to the rest of the body as well but i'm going to shout out my client victoria so huge shout out to victoria you can see her transformation on her page victoria i have been working with i need to pull it up but i think it's been just about two years which was so exciting and i remember um you know i, I sent her a voice note the other day to congratulate her because she just won her first wellness competition so there's bikini uh there's wellness and then there's kind of like physique which is closer to bodybuilding and then there's women's female bodybuilding i believe um every fed has different things but she just absolutely killed it which is so exciting you know to get first in your first meet is phenomenal and you know what's amazing it's just being the accumulation of great habits and just being consistent when she reached out you know we just had basic physique goals nothing too wild you know we just wanted to see some change um and she kind of reached out saying want to gain some confidence gain some strength and if you look at the starting photo it's absolutely incredible you know how far she's come right and we did that you know she got in great shape she's like oh my goodness i love this this is freaking amazing like i'm fired up i feel good i love fitness and 
It was even interesting, you know, she started working for a meal prep company and getting more in the fitness realm, ended up getting sponsored, which was so cool, you know, put on some serious strength, you know, kind of like dived into powerlifting, right? And then, you know, even she's like, do you think I could do a a competition for physique? I said, absolutely. I think you'll crush it. You know, we prepared for that. And then there you go. First place. Like it really goes to show you same thing, you know, don't doubt yourself, doubt your limits. Like originally the question was, can I get in shape? Can I kind of just build the aesthetics I want? And you can see how far that evolved. And like, you know, this happens all the time. Like people reach out who maybe have never been athletic, maybe you've been overweight your whole life. Maybe you've never had self-confidence or you've never been someone who's coordinated. And it's so cool to see these people go out and win powerlifting shows or be motivators in their local gym or, you know, become instructors or teachers themselves. Right. And like that all starts by making that investment in yourself. And you don't know what you're capable of. Right. Like, it's really scary and hard, especially when you're a beginner, to get over that feel of I'm just a beginner, like I need a long way to go. But, you know, as long as you have that optimism and that curiosity and that self-belief, like the sky really is the limit. So shout out Victoria. Yeah, and absolutely well done. We obviously know you are listening to this episode and, uh, you know, we wanted to do something special for this incredible episode. And obviously with summer coming up and just uh, the amazing things that are about to take place and just, you know, just celebrating Victoria's win, we are looking to take on three amazing people who are looking to achieve summer abs. You know, the biggest thing is that a lot of times, like I know Josh has said this, but just there's always that mindset of just that thing that's holding people back, which is like, I can't do this or I've never been in this spot or I don't know how to do it. And there's always self-limiting beliefs. I truly believe the biggest thing that's going to break those beliefs is having someone who believes in you and can also give you the game plan who's helped well over 2,000 people now we're probably closer to 2,500 now which is incredible but uh, anyway send us with the keyword on Instagram summer abs will take care of you we'll have a conversation see if you're the right fit and above all we like to help people through accountability through the training program fully customized and through nutrition and our biggest goal is to help you get success not just for the next 90 days but literally for the rest of your life just like Victoria so send us a message and we are so excited to help you out um, on this amazing Monday. Let's grow. Let's grow together. You know, this is your chance. And like I said, too, like getting help is that first step. I always congratulate people who reach out because that's usually the biggest hurdle, right? Is believing I can do this. I'm going to invest in myself. I'm ready to see change. So this is your opportunity. We look forward to helping some of you. Um, Now we're going to jump into the mailbag of today's episode, answering your questions. So I get asked a lot, hey, how do I submit these questions? And the best way is over Instagram. Uh, We kind of categorize them all there. We add them to a big list and then we pull the ones that have been asked the most or that are most intriguing and kind of fitting to the, the episode. So you can go ahead and hit us up. Our Instagram is at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Got a big Starbucks giveaway going out this week. So if you just want to win a Starbucks gift card, you got a pretty good chance. Page isn't crazy big or anything like that. You know, and we do answer all of our DMs, which is awesome. So definitely a place to follow us. We also post great tips and, you know, some insights into what we do. So there's a lot of great stuff to be had with that. So you can find us on Instagram at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Super close to 50,000 followers, which is awesome too so you know maybe if you're a 50,000 follower we'll uh, get you something special there who knows we'll see uh, if we get it before this episode which is cool but we're going to jump into it so the first question is why is it that if I use different machines at different gyms 225 can be heavy whereas at another gym it can be so easy so 
First of all, machines are most often pulleys. If they're hammer strength, they're going to be pretty consistent. So a hammer strength machine means, a, well, it's a brand, but it's technically called a plate-loaded machine. Those are a little bit more reliable. Um, you know, obviously, though, leverages still matter, right? Like if I'm pulling on a row machine and it's a decline machine, meaning like I'm pulling, uh, you know, with gravity, it's going to be a lot lighter than if I'm pulling upwards into gravity, right? So you have to consider how many variables do come into play with different machines. Another great example is double cables. You know, if you People are always like, why the heck am I so weak on this double cable? 30 pounds feels like I normally do 150 and I can hardly do 30. It's all leverages, right? Like if you think of it, it's two points of contact. It changes the plane of the motion. It changes the way the cable kind of rotates over the, you know, the, whatever they're called, little thingamajigs, right? So you got to be mindful of that. That's why sometimes all the normal cables are full. I swear no one likes double cables because they're awkward. And they don't move as well, but sometimes you get stuck there, right? So you have to kind of play with it. And that's why there's no shame. Like I think people get really caught up in, okay, I've started doing 40 pounds. I need to finish a set and just keep using this weight. Like if you do two reps and you're like, oh my gosh, this is way too heavy or this is way too light, put it down, change the weight and restart the set. There's no shame in that at all. Same with machines too. You have to expect to play with it. Um, you know, start playing with it. Sometimes you'll go and you go, oh, I can't even lift this. What the heck? Like happens to me all the time. Like you think you have it all memorized, but you know, it is worth kind of playing around with that. And as I mentioned too, you know, so many things go into it too. Also how lubricated the cable is, is a big thing. If you're at a gym with a sticky cable, it can be heavy or it can be light for a bit. Then you hit that sticky point then it's hard to move through it, right? So that's where these variables come in. And that's why, you know, dumbbells are always a little bit better in plates because they are more consistent, but even those can change. You know, another mistake too is people think that the weight they do on the Smith machine would be the same weight they would do with barbells. You have to consider the Smith machine isn't as heavy as a barbell, right? And you're getting some, uh, you know, assistance from the fixed plane as well as, you know, kind of the, the leverages of that. Uh, so just some considerations to have, but that's my answer. Yeah. yeah, like honestly, like just being able to utilize like the RIA principle as well, uh, reps in reserve and like being able to understand that. I think sometimes like what Josh had mentioned is like a lot of times people will put like, okay, this I've, I've been doing 140 pounds, like I need to be able to do this. They go to a different gym and you know, that's they, they, they don't really know how to maneuver from there. Whereas if, you know, let's say I have a workout plan and I, I need to be at two reps in reserve and I just, I can't even pull it, you know, then it kind of just still allows you to be able to understand, okay, you know what, I'm just going to use what feels like is appropriate here even though like in my tracking system the numbers might be different like being able to maneuver and stuff like that is so important like we go to so many different gyms and you know like let's say I have to use a different weight like I can still make that decision be like okay you know what this is just what's what's gonna make the most sense here but yeah I've been through that in the past I remember one day I was just like looking at the cables I'm like I'm using 150 pounds on one cable thing and then you know just at a different one it was like I don't know maybe 75 pounds or whatever but just if you look at it like they're just so unique and so different I know Josh had a great answer there so um, just something to take into consideration a lot of gyms definitely are very different and uh, you just take that into consideration make the appropriate adjustments and you'll be good to go there all right, second question. If you're on a road trip and didn't prepare any food, what is your go-to snack at a gas station or something fast? Are the gas station muscle milks and other protein shakes any good? Yeah, so that's a great question. I know a lot of times, yeah, people go on road trips and, you know, that's that's a that's a really solid one. And um, honestly, even I have like the muscle milk pulled up. I can't say I've had it a ton myself, but even just looking at it, like 25 grams of protein, you know, I, I know quite a few clients have shared this in our Facebook group, so I have seen it. You know, six grams of fiber, good source of calcium, vitamin A, like all that great stuff, zero sugar. Like I usually do try to choose something like protein option, you know, related. Um, I can't say I do 
really get anything from gas stations though but if i were ever it would probably be like just a monster energy drink you know the zero calorie ones if i need a bit of a boost and i'm not drinking coffee my muscle milk would be good um but you know beef jerky would definitely be one of my go-to's on a road trip it just it's like pretty fit pretty fitting um but i'm gonna be honest like if i were in a scenario like that i would usually just try and, and even josh and i had talked about this in the past is just like just try to have like a whole meal so like i'd rather instead of go get something there and just you know fill up on a bunch of bags of chips and candy and stuff like that I'd rather, you know, tough it out and wait till I can go to like Chipotle, you know, like, and we did a few road trips this past year, right? You know, going to Florida and having to, you know, just drive quite a bit. And, you know, I can't say we got anything at a gas station. Once again, if you can, you know, make it work and, you know, that's, that's all you really have. But I do think there are definitely ways to maneuver and we would just rather have the full on meals than just kind of grab something just that. We were driving late at night. I think the one thing I bought was I got Kyle rip it or something. It was like a super bootleg energy drink Yeah, because he was feeling tired and we drove through the night and i just thought it was the funniest thing i've ever it was so american man. it was, it was so like, american and maybe 99 cents for this massive energy yeah. <laughs> called a rip and it, it was all right like you know it's i wouldn't say it was the greatest one ever in the world but i just i remember having a photo just with my steering wheel like 1 a.m just you know with that thing and i was like man this is this is as american as it gets just driving through beating the storm and stuff but uh yeah, I mean, once again, no right way to do it, but I just do think that a lot of times people are like, they're just like always trying to grab snacks. And I think one of my greatest things, just even not for road trips, which is for regular daily life is just try to have whole meals and satiate yourself. And, you know, once again, we're like, hey, we can wait for three hours, wait until this Chipotle that's approximately here, you know, just kind of tough it out and you'll be good to go but you know just once again having some fruits are good options if you want to grab like some bananas you know apples stuff like that those are like good snacks that i really do like but um yeah usually protein or fruit related are kind of my go-to's on a typical any type of road trip for sure yeah snacks get slippery you're sitting in a car you're bored that's why i kind of don't even allow myself because when you go in there those chips look super appealing those you know candies and they do it in a way where they know you're going to be eyeing it and you want it right so i personally do just prefer those bigger meals i also feel like I'm kind of saving time, uh, you know, with that, which is kind of always a good feeling. So that is just something to be mindful of. And, you know, once again, everyone's different, but if I had to, yeah, those protein shakes are pretty good. I know a buddy that always kind of grabs those. I know there's like fair light protein ones that maybe are a little bit less, uh, you know, even milk's pretty good macros, ironically, like I know it's a little bit weirdo, uh, weirder, but you know, another issue if you will i would kind of say with that too is like you're gonna have to go to the bathroom that much more so to me you know i just prefer that good dinner and kind of leaning into that as well um but you know in terms of travel snacks packing is always good because everyone's so different finding things you like you know there's healthier options all these different things and you can kind of lean into those but this next one's a really fun one if you could go back and change anything you've done what and why what do you got here kyle i haven't thought about this one so I need man a sec. yeah this one uh this one is a great question and you know I wanted to answer this like, I don't know, this one got me thinking is is what I'm trying to get at here. And like, I don't want to sound like I just have everything figured out, but like, I don't really have too many regrets in my life. And like, the reason I say that is because, you know, I feel like every single thing that you do shapes who you are and every experience that you've had. So for example, like at first thought I was like, oh, going to college for something that I just despised that I knew I wasn't wanting to do, but I just did because of, you know, X reasons. And you know, there's a lot, right? My mom wanted me to do it. But like at the end of the day, it really taught me like, that I just, I want to do something I'm passionate about. Right. So like, yes, I wasted, let's say two years, but like 
you know, and like money and stuff. But like at the end of the day, I feel like we can always think back to all these things that we've done and just like kind of like regret them, I guess you could say. But at the same time, I feel like there's always lessons learned, if that makes sense, right? You know, um, whatever it is that I've done, you know, whether it's like working for a place that, you know, just wasn't the best or whatever, like you, I feel like every single time, and this might be just like the growth mindset that I've developed over the years is just like, there's always learning experiences, right? So I feel like if I hadn't done those things that I might like think I regret, I wouldn't have just been so passionate. Like every time something gets hard within this work, I'm like, oh man, like, you know, I used to be a personal trainer for 17 hours a day or 16 or 15 or whatever. Um, and then, you know, just went to school for something I hated. Like it could be, you know, worse. Right. So like, there's definitely not any regrets there. I think fitness wise, maybe I have two regrets, which would be like not getting some assistance from the start. That would definitely be like one thing. Like I I did have a really good background with my school. I went to a sports school in high school and they helped me a ton. But once I started to get into the more of like the powerlifting, bodybuilding, like just kind of going off on my own there after that, um, I do think that a lot of times there's there's a lot of wasted time. I am very happy that I took advantage of building muscle from the start and all that other stuff and, you know, really, um, utilized all of that amazing stuff. But I do think that, you know, if someone wants to do something quicker and you have someone who's, you know, gone through all those mistakes it's just like why not you know pay just pay the price and it's going to set you up for success for the rest of your life um and then the last thing i would say is just um kind of like spending too much time in the gym from the beginning and what i mean by that is not you know i don't regret that at all but i, I did end up <laughs> occurring a bit of a an injury that kind of just to this day will still you know stick around with me like i did bench press i remember three days in a row and it was just i was just kind of doing some ego lifting i remember we were filming a video and then something else happened and then something else and i just kind of pop my shoulder out and just, you know, no matter what, like I've tried a lot of things and it's just, it's always there. I've got to work around it. So like just small little things, but that's, I'd say pretty, not the worst thing that can happen. Um, and those are the small things that are on the top of my head, at least today. I'm sure I'll come up with something in a few days for sure though. Yeah. I mentioned before about, you know, how important it is to live life with no regrets. I, I like the word lesson a lot better. You know, the thing is you can't change what's happened. Right. And like dwelling on it is just, it's a frustration, right? Cause it upsets you and then you just can't do anything about it. That's why too, when something like stinky happens, you know, I'll just try and say, like, uh, you know, it sucks for what it was, but I'm only putting myself through more pain worrying about it. Instead, it's like, how can I move forward? And, you know, I was actually just reading about this and I thought it was, it was such a good point too. Like instead, if you just look at it as like, I forget the term, but just new opportunity, right? Like you truly believe one door closes, another one opens, right? Like, uh, you know, the example of if you're reading uh, or you're writing an essay and your computer crashes, you lose the whole thing. Uh, you know, you can sit there and cry about it and never do it. Or you can say, oh, this sucks, but now I have the opportunity to make it even better. You know what I mean? Or maybe a relationship failed and it's partially your fault or there's somewhere where you think you can grow, grow and improve as a person. You could say, okay, well, you know, this is too bad, but maybe I'll work to change myself and prove that I changed myself. Or you'll, you know, find a way to say, I'm just going to be my best self and focus on my journey. And that's totally cool. And I'll take the lessons from this and move to the next one, right? Like it's definitely the healthiest and best approach to have. And even recently, like there was such a headache. We had one thing happen that was just annoying, basically. Like booked an Airbnb for Florida for the winter, uh, and then Airbnb just canceled it and suspended my account for no reason. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I spent all this time like arranging it, talking to the guy, you know, making sure to plan and be really proactive, you know. And then even Kyle's like, eh, everything happens for a reason. I'm like, that's a good point, you know. Like it's. And then I was even saying too, like you're just putting yourself through more 
headache if you just dwell on it. And we all know that person that just spends so much time like talking about what they could have done, who they could have been, what they wish they did. And it's like, what are you doing now? You know, like what, what are you doing right now that you want to do? Like you're in this moment, all you have is the current present moment. Like you got to seize it and you got to kind of relate it that way. So in that sense, I try not to have a ton of regrets. And I think there's a lot of things I could have done better, but I also think there's a lot of things like, wow, I'm pretty happy I did that or kind of worked out, you know? And like, it's funny how, you know, you just keep trying things. You don't mind failing. Like we've done a lot of different stuff I mentioned before too some of it caught on really well our YouTube or podcast some of it went nowhere like Periscope and Snapchat and all these different things you know and it's just like why did I even do this or you know random sponsorships we've had in the past some good some not good right but these are all lessons learned but you know in terms of my fitness like if there's one thing I did wish I did I wish I learned from some like one professional and I paid the money to like just be coached similar to what I do now just because I would have saved so much time and like when you learn things the right way it's way better like you know they say it's hard to teach a an old dog new tricks same principle right like when you learn everything right from the start you get a routine that's made for you you get a periodized routine you learn what macros are just the same for this early example of I'm on a road trip and I don't know what to eat when you know macros you can make anything work like it just becomes like a superpower because you can read labels like a lot of people can't read labels I know most of you probably can because you listen to this but a lot of people don't actually understand what that means like you know what's good what's bad but when you have that skill from the start it's amazing the one caveat i'd say is i wouldn't have known who to pay at the time and you know that's why we do really like to push our coaching and encourage people because we have a 98 point uh, success rate for a reason um obviously you listen to us you know we're the real deal you see our transformations like you have the opportunity to sign up with someone who you know is guaranteed going to help you like we have a guarantee for that reason like i definitely would would recommend taking advantage of that and we do have that special going on just for this episode so you can go ahead and message us saying summer abs you know if you want to kind of get that started if you want to begin that process get some nice abs for summer see that body recomposition gain new strength lose fat gain muscle you know we will take care of all of it but i'd say that's probably my biggest thing um Second thing, I wish I leaned into YouTube more when it was early. Um, I made the YouTube channel really, really early, took it half serious. I think, you know, even when Kyle came in, if we put more effort and juice into it while it was newer, now it's pretty saturated. Like all the time people tell me, oh, this is my favorite fitness influencer on the San I'll be like, who? Like before I swear, we used to know every person. It was a much smaller community. All the YouTubers kind of knew each other. Now it's like bumping. It's crazy. There's a lot of saturation in social media, but that's probably one thing I do wish I did earlier. Uh, you know, even funny things like I remember when Instagram first came out and all that even Snapchat like I had my actual name as my handle which is pretty rare and funny things like that you know you just think of little things like oh if I did this this would have been cool but eh, you know they say uh they say uh hindsight is 2020 and they say that for a reason because it's easy to you know say oh I could have done this but in the moment you just got to do your best yeah I couldn't agree more one of my favorite uh things to say is no regrets <laughs> that tattoo is one of my favorites to this day from the uh, guy from we are that's the a good movie <laughs> but uh it's it's true though and you you know, Josh and I were actually talking today is just like life is like honestly so short and you know, we just we hear all these things and you know, sometimes people who just people go that just don't that weren't supposed to or that just we we know and it's just like man, like every time you hear something like that and you know, spending that past um Friday just sitting there at the conference, Ed Milet was talking about like if you had one more day, you if you knew you had one more day, one more week and you know, not to get kind of all like intense here and stuff, it's just like what types of decisions would you make how many more people would you reach out to like what would you be doing then and like I genuinely try to live my life like as if it was just like you know I just I don't want to get to the end and just be like wow you could have done this you could have helped this many people you could have
have built this business. You could have went on this trip. You could have done whatever. And, you know, even our friend just was like, Hey, I got us, you know, tickets to go to FIFA in Dubai. And it's just like, there'd be part of me that'd be like, Oh, maybe I'll do that in 30 years or something. But it's like, Hey, let's, let's go do it. You know what I mean? So like, I just, I don't want like to sit there and just have all these regrets. If there's something I want to do, I like to do it. And, uh, that's just kind of the way I live my life, but it's nice to be able to sit there and be like, Hey, you know, I wouldn't change a thing. You know what I mean? And everything happens for a reason. So yeah, that's, uh, that's my little motivational speech. 110%, you know, like you get these shocks and you realize like, Oh, you know, you got to make your best and do your best. Right. And well, shout out my buddy, uh, Jamal Drysdale is really sad. It was kind of a shocker for both of us. Um, he's my friend. I skateboarded with him like a long time, like as a kid, like, you know, he's just a good buddy hanging out with him a ton and got the unfortunate news that he passed way too young at 28 or 29. I, I don't know the full story, but it's just, it is really sad. And it really made me and Kyle both kind of reflect and think on it, especially knowing like when someone's such a good, like kind hearted person, it is really tough. Um, but you know, rest in peace, Jamal, uh, you will be missed. And it's just a good reminder for everyone and definitely something to think about. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, definitely. It's just, it's, it's crazy, but, um, that was a good question. And even just for a lot of you, just spend some time thinking, like, I think it's impactful just to kind of look back on like, what do you actually want to accomplish? And I think the last like week or two is just once again, starting to read that book, going to that conference, hearing these news, you know, even just uh, so many different things. So I think that's, uh, we're going to leave that there for that question. I know this is a longer episode, but we do have another incredible question here which is just, uh, I'm currently trying to put on muscle and still want to maintain a strong core. Do you guys have any advice to those who are in a calorie surplus that still want toned abs? And this is a really good one. Like my biggest thing is like, it is, you know, you definitely have to not like kind of pick and choose here and there. It is definitely possible to, you know, maintain abs to have, you know, and there's a difference by, by the way, between having a strong core and having toned abs. Those are two completely different things. You know, I would always still make sure you're hitting the compounds, like, you know, especially to keep your, your core strong, um, compounds, you know, doing obviously your weighted ab exercises will definitely go a long way. Of course, compounds will be the biggest thing, but I'd say for most people, um, especially guys, this happens to a lot. They get in too big of a deficit where they just kind of go off and above and beyond. So that's why making sure you're keeping an accurate log of your calorie intake. And then you're also eating, um, roughly around maintenance, right? Maintenance or a slight surplus, right? You know, that's not going to be a 700, um, calorie surplus within the day, but let's say, you know, 300 calories or whatever, that's going to be, you know, just a couple thousand a week, which is going to be just exactly where we want to be. Right. So making sure that you're doing all that stuff. But I mean, at the end of the day, some people I think are like a little too obsessed with like, let's say they want to build muscle. They want to, you know, do everything that they're trying to do, but they just want to maintain like shredded, shredded, shredded abs. And you kind of have to realize that, okay, in order to put on muscle, like, you know, yes, we can keep like a, like do a lean bulk, right? That's kind of what we're striving for versus like a dirty bulk. So that's kind of like the biggest thing is just keeping back your log, being in like around maintenance or a slight surplus, hitting your strength training, hitting your protein and, um, and all that incredible stuff is going to be the, um, the biggest thing, um, for this question, uh, at least in my personal opinion. Yeah. You got to be on a kind of a lean bulk. You can't do a hero bulk, if you will, like put it on three to four pounds a week. You will notice quite a lot of visceral fat, you know, especially to like, you have to ask yourself, do I care more about maintaining a lean physique or do I care more about building upon that lean physique? Uh, you know, well, um, well, do I care more about maintaining it and growing muscle? Or do I care about just stacking on a ton of muscle? And that will kind of affect your rate of gain. And that is something you need to lean into, like what you're comfortable with. And you have to be honest with yourself, right? Like you can say, I want to put on a ton of muscle and I want to do it as quickly as possible, but then you have to be comfortable putting on a little bit more fat with it. And that's something you're going to have to clean up and tidy up later. And you're going to have to switch and do that little cut to kind of counteract that, right? At the same time too, if you're like, I need my 
my abs. Like I, I feel like I'm losing everything if I don't have abs. Do it slowly. Do like quarter pound a week, half pound a week. You know, kind of go at a rate you're comfortable with and. A good thing you can always do with bulking or lean bulking is you can do mini cuts, right? Like maybe you're doing a, a you know lean bulk, you're doing 0.5 pounds a week, right? And you do that over 10 weeks, that's five pounds, right? Like so at the end of the, I think the math's right there. Yeah, it is. Okay, so uh, it's been a long episode. So if you're doing that, uh, you put on five pounds, you're like, eh, you know, I'm just a little bit more than I want. Maybe I'll do a one week mini cut or a two week mini cut or you know even in life if you're maintaining for a while, there's nothing wrong with a quick little mini cut. You know, one two week, pop it in there, boom. You know, I think it's easy to say oh, I need to do these huge cuts, these huge bulks, like these big mesocycles, right? Like you only really need to do that to start, right? Like I always say, it's kind of like paying for the sins of yesterday. If you're severely overweight, it's because you've been in a surplus for a long time. You might have to battle that down and complete a cut, do a solid big cut. Once you get to that point of maintenance, it's all little cycles, right? Like you do little mini cuts, you know, 30 day cuts, two week cuts, one week cut, whatever it may be. And that can indeed go a long way. So that is today's episode. That was definitely a big one. So if you like the big ones, you know, people always say, hey, love the huge episodes, you know, the more the merrier, keep it coming. Um, a great way you can help us do that is leaving that review just take two seconds really helps us out a lot because it promotes the podcast to more people if you really enjoy it and you think you know hey my friends would love this too uh, you know share it to your story let people know what you're liking right because uh, your friend groups trust you and if we can help them out too that will make us happy and allow us to do what we want to do more and more so thank you everyone for tuning in uh, and we look forward to helping some of you through the summer abs promo so you can go ahead and dm us on instagram there at colossus fit c-o-l-o-s-s-u-s-f-i-t if not go ahead enter a free starbucks giveaway and uh, get yourself some free Starbucks.